Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 248. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Ho-Ho-Ho Andy. It's not December yet. Well. we still got some November. As they're listening, it is. Yeah, but in my world. In your world. Mine, too. But I got my Christmas lights on, I got them on outside, and uh, doggone it, I'm jolly. Okay. But yes, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our sports podcast, uh, where you're going to hear about how disappointed Andy is in the NFL. Uh, but this is our entertainment pod, so let's get entertained. Uh, Andy, have you noticed it's been excessively warm in uh, our region of the world, California? No. I'm fed up. I mean, like, I mean like average? Average, no. Even the news said, uh, I think on my drive this morning, or maybe that was last week, this might be the hottest November on record for uh, for our uh, for Southern California. I don't pay attention to weather. I'm per- perfectly climate controlled everywhere I go. Well, <clears throat> I'm not. And now with my skin issues, I notice the sun everywhere and uh, it ticks me off and I can't stand it. I hate it. I always defended California like, oh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's hot. There's we don't have we get a little bit of hail maybe every like 15 years and th- that's it. It's like, nope, this is bullshit. I'm sick of it. Uh, it's windy. It's dry. It's 500 degrees. Always I sweat. I need a AC built in shirts. Anyone wants to partner with Tony's take produces these uh, send us some to test out. Uh, Send them out. Get in touch with Andy and make it happen. It's way too damn hot here. Yeah, that's too bad. I haven't really noticed. I've turned on the heater at my apartment multiple times. Oh, my God. So, well, yeah, it, luckily, it, you know, there's a range. So, And it, it's cooling off for the most part. But I'm looking. We have 79 on the forecast at the beach uh, and next Monday. We still have a low of 55, so it drops off at night. It cools off, and you can use, like we've turned on our fireplace, but it's obnoxious. I mean, it's probably, don't live in Panama. It's probably worse. Probably is, but I don't live there. You should move to Seattle. No, I don't think I can handle that. What about Canada? I don't know about that. Canada's pretty weird. Winnipeg. You want to move to Winnipeg? I don't, but it's just, it's hot. All right, you ready for my next complaint? Sure. So I went to go get fitted for a tuxedo rental uh, and uh, try on a slim fit jacket. And uh, I come to learn, and I've seen this before, a, a, ja- a tux, or not a tux, a suit I ordered years ago was a slim fit, and I had to have it taken in, I don't know, a bit. Because I've learned that in America, slim does not mean slim. I could fit like a basketball in with my buttoned-up coat. It's preposterous. What does slim mean now? Is slim like how we keep raising the cup sizes and everything? I think slim is like an average person that you think of an average person. I don't think that way. I think of slim is like, I'm slim. What am I then? Ultra slim. Ultra. <laughs> well, I don't think they make them like that. I don't know either. Um, so 
anyway, I uh, want to give a shout out to the men's warehouse because they were able to accommodate um, everything for for my needs. It was quite lovely and uh, ended up buying a tuxedo, Andy, and it, I got a pretty stellar deal on it. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, yeah, I think so, you, you, you always want something fitted. Like you're gonna, Yeah, that was why I, I was going to rent. And I was like, no, I'm going to bite the bullet and buy because I'm going to have to have this obnoxious slim taken in. Yeah. And uh, actually, surprisingly, the coat I got doesn't need a whole lot of work, I don't think. We'll see. Maybe a, a tick. But maybe this slim is different. I, I don't know. I don't understand how things are all different, too, like. My pants are way larger, like the the waist size, but they fit. So I don't get how companies get away with that. Why isn't there just a uniform? This is the size. Like shoes is yeah. where I run into it. Where it's supposed you know, to be just inches, right? You just use what's an inch. We know what an inch is. Maybe these designers don't. I don't know. Yeah. Can't trust them. Yeah. So, but uh, either way, very uh, pleased with the men's warehouse. Okay, Andy, um, you wanted to talk about Magic Mike new movie or something? Magic Mike's <laughs> Last Dance. I know you like these movies. The third in the in the series, which we never thought we would get. Uh, it's coming to HBO Max, and uh, Steven Soderbergh is returning to direct. So this is this is huge news. He, How he didn't, excited he didn't are direct you? the second one, uh, but now he's coming back. Uh, but this is for HBO Max, so it is not a uh, theatrical release, and uh, that means that's another HBO Max Soderbergh movie. So uh, he seems to love movies in general, but like he never puts them out into actual theaters. This one's filmed uh, entirely on an iPad. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, that's that's disrespectful to Shang Tatum, I would say, if he did that. But you need you need like IMAX cameras for for him. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, this is this is something. Uh, the first one at least is a good movie. People don't want to give it a chance. They're like oh, it's a male stripper movie. It's like no. That's just who the character is. Uh, it's it's a movie about things. Uh, All know. right. There's plenty of stuff out there for me, so I'm not actively seeking out content that doesn't, you know, fire on all cylinders for me. Yeah, I mean, part of the part of the problem with uh, the sequel and the other sequels, whatever is going to happen with this one, uh, McConaughey was such a big part of that first one. And oh, he's not in the second one, or the uh, he's obviously no. not going to be in this fake no, one, even, right? Even Joe Manganiello was like, I'm not going to be in this movie. It's fine. What does that but, guy do? I don't know, but he's like, I don't want to be in it. So Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, congratulations on that. <laughs> a lot of people are excited about this news. Yeah. So. Yeah, probably didn't hear it here first then, but you've heard it again. Um, you may have heard here first, there's a new Spider-Man trilogy in the works. Yeah, so the the people at Sony uh, have said that uh, after this next one comes out, that yeah, we're we'll do uh, at least three more with Tom Holland, which uh, he had said in some interviews about he uh, he doesn't want to be playing Spider Man after he's thirty and he's twenty five now, so that would mean uh, you know he doesn't have very many years to do it. Uh, he's talked about how you know exhausting playing the same character is over and over, and I know he did. He did the Uncharted movie and this next Spider-Man movie like back to back, and that's that's rough. Um, but he'd he'd said a lot of things about you know maybe maybe I'm not going to do uh, more of these. Uh, probably just a good way to get paid more. Uh, He's in the running to be uh, the new Bond. Yeah, totally kidding. Little little, little kid Bond. Bond went to high school or something. Yeah. 
but that's 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 kind of one of the problems with with Tom Holland right now is this third Spider Man movie that's coming out and it'll be the fifth or sixth movie he's been in already as Spider Man. So he's done the other Marvel stuff. Uh, he's still in high school, whereas like Tobey Maguire graduated from high school in that first movie, which um, also had Joe Manganiello and yeah. in it as well. It's true. Uh, and Tobey Maguire looked like he was 32 already mm-hmm. in those movies. Um, well, yeah, I think they had to do it that way because he looked like he couldn't be in high school a whole lot longer. Yeah. Tom Holland could pass for middle school, I think. I think he's, he's, he's uh, growing up a bit. But uh, yeah, I think don't we want to see Spider-Man go to college and maybe not? I don't know. I mean, that's there's good Spider-Man stories of him, like, you know, trying to be a young adult and pay rent and that kind of stuff versus like him being like a baby. So uh, maybe we'll get that with this new trilogy. Um, I don't think there's anything confirmed, like from the Marvel end of it. And this was just someone, yeah, we're going to do it. But uh, yeah, my uh, suspicion is that he was a little hesitant, uh, mostly to make sure he gets paid. So that's smart. Yeah. All right. Um, we have a new biggest movie ever on Netflix. I'm getting sick of this because I feel like everything that comes out is the biggest movie they've ever had. So they yeah. need to stop. It's the same thing with Apple. Like, this is the greatest phone we've ever made. No fucking doy. It's newer than the last year. Well, this one, this is a big deal because this surpassed uh, Bird Box, which was obviously the most culturally relevant thing that's happened. Was that really the last yeah. biggest movie they had? I thought I it would have been at least so. The Irishman or... No, no. Bird Box. More people watch that because it was... Because it was stupid. Simple and yeah, dumb. Everyone's uh, like, oh, I'm going to go pick up my Starbucks and go to Target. Then I'm watching Bird Box. So the thing about uh, this Red Notice, we talked about it when we saw that first trailer. It's like, is anyone really interested in this? No, it's a movie um, you put on and then go do laundry. You haven't watched it, right? No, not a lick of it. I don't even have Netflix, so I couldn't watch it. Although I'm going to get Netflix, I think, in a couple days or something. There's some I've watched one episode of Narcos. Yeah. Of the uh, new one. So there's... There's things to watch, but this is their biggest movie. They have like Oscar contenders every year, and this is their big movie. And it just well, like, yeah, because like, Oscar contenders are typically for smart people or people who need to pay attention. You might even have to read a little bit. This is, I imagine, along the lines of Fast and the Furious, where you're you're there for explosions and karate and that kind of bullshit. Yeah, and this is like made in a lab. It's like all right, so it's the Rock, and he's going to be playing the Rock. It was algorithm, then, algae rhythm. Yeah. And then Ryan Reynolds to be playing Ryan Reynolds. And uh, I think it's got like a 32% Ron Tomatoes and no one really likes it. But everyone that watched it has loved it. And it, they've watched multiple hours. Netflix has even published how many hours of it people watch. There are people just watching it on repeat. And it's like, <laughs> let's do another one. Let's do another one. Keep going. Run it back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is this is the future of movies. So Ugh. get ready. You know, all too often do I go back in my mind of the scene where Ferris Bueller and his pal and his lady go into his dad's favorite restaurant and the uh, maitre d' does his favorite line or his famous line, I weep for the future. All too often does that line play in my mind. And uh, yeah, I think what that tells you is that everyone feels that way throughout all of history. So, uh, But this time we're right. So. Now that we're in our 30s, we're totally You weep for the future as well with me? Yeah, I think we all do. Thank you. 
Yeah. Well, there is something that could bring me uh, to looking forward to the future or weeping even further. I, I don't know yet which, which one I'm leaning towards, but they're doing a remake of a movie I just love to death. It's so much fun. I'm, of course, talking about White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, so uh, because they have to, everything has to be a remake or a franchise film, they're going to uh, remake this movie uh, directed by a guy named uh, Calmatic. That's his name, Calmatic. I think he's a real human name, but that is what he's known as, and he's a music video director. So he's, uh, I mean, he's from... Uh, so what is, it up, like, D, or if I was saying DMNX, but I think he passed away. Uh, is one of these little rap kids going to be in this movie? Most likely, because, yeah, it's like his biggest uh, music video was the uh, Little Nas X music video. Where he rides I'm looking on, uh, and maybe it's too early, but are you telling me Woody Harrelson's not in this? I, I There's no more, more details than what I've just given you, Ben. Remake and Cal Maddock is doing it. Uh, I would just take Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes as 60-year-old men playing basketball. Yeah, I'm, I hope at least it. there's a, like, you know, they're the reigning champs or the old dogs or maybe they're the judges and uh you know they have to tell you know uh kevin hart and the rock who are starring in this that (laughs) don't kill me (laughs) do you think any amount of height on that pass could get kevin hart to elevate enough to dunk (laughs) well i don't think uh wesley snipes really dunked either but i don't know I don't know. He seemed to do it with ease. Yeah. I mean, he, he's how tall is Wesley Snipes? I think he's like five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> is he really that little? No, I don't know. I don't think he, I don't think he's that tall. He's, he's a martial artist. He's not, he's not a tall he's man. He's five nine. See, that's not that tall. I'm, I'm taller than him. Yeah, but some five nine, you can, ju- you can dunk at that. Yeah, not Nate everyone, Rob- obviously. Nate Robinson. Yeah. yeah Muggsy Bugs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, we'll, have to, we'll have to know more about this, but uh, I don't know. Not. I don't think that's a great idea. When you, when I read that, it's like the movie's not that old. And it's still good. And like, what are they gonna do when they have the Jeopardy scenes? They're gonna have to have Blossom be the host. Like, it's gonna suck. Yeah. How do you get Rosie Perez back? Yeah. too? Uh, is this going straight to like Amazon Prime? <laughs> if it ever gets made, we'll see. Okay. Uh, well, well, that's how it goes. We'll see. All right. You want to tell us about this beef between Adam McKay and Will Ferrell? I finally heard about this as well. And uh, it seems. Well, it's 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 sad. So, yeah, um, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell worked together a lot. SNL and they did all these great movies, Anchorman. But they haven't worked together since Anchorman 2, at least on on a movie. Uh, But they still had their production company, uh, Gary Sanchez. Which is which produced made Daddy's Home too, yeah, and and Eastbound and Down and a bunch of good stuff. Uh, but they uh, they closed it down a couple years back, and you know they made a statement like, "Hey, we're just not going to be running this production company anymore." But you know, we're still friends; we'll work together again at some point. Uh, well, kind of turns out that's not that's not the case. Uh, they did have a uh, a falling out. Kind of sounded like they were distancing already. I mean, obviously, Adam K moved on from Will Ferrell comedies and started doing. Oscar contenders Serious uh, movies. and I think that seemed kind of like how could that not like create a rift especially because what Will Ferrell did subsequently like hasn't been nearly as good or as important and uh, he's, I think he's still a star but like 
I mean, look, what are the what are the movies he's done since? Uh, there was that one, that gambling one. Uh, I mean, obviously, you love the Daddy's Home movies, but um, not movies, movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, like the first one. You like the second one, but like Holmes yeah. and Watson was a huge bust. I hated that movie. Uh, Downhill, which no one saw, and then, that was horrible. Uh, I did watch that. Eurovision, yeah, Eurovision contest. That was fine. It was yeah, stupid. That's probably, that's probably the best of what he's done recently, but it's like it's nothing compared to the first few years. I mean, even even after Anchorman, he still made other people's movies that were good that I liked. Stuff like Kicking and Screaming I liked, uh, Semi-Pro. Those weren't Adam McKay movies, but I think they were still uh, watchable movies, whereas like now it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know Kicking anymore. and Screaming was kind of funny. Um, Pass it to the Italians. Yeah. But um, Adam McKay has been doing some press for his new movie coming out. I don't know when that's supposed to be out on Netflix sometime soon. Uh, but in, in a couple interviews, he's kind of expanded on what what happened. And uh, part of the the big like driver of the of the dissolution of the relationship happened to do with uh, his upcoming Lakers show on, that's coming to HBO. Uh, Will Ferrell is a huge Lakers fan and he wanted to be part of this project and Adam McKay said, yeah, you'll, you get to play, you'll play Jerry Buss. And Will Ferrell was super excited about it. Uh, but then some people said like, uh, we don't want Will Ferrell playing this character. He's not right for it. He's a comedian. We want someone who could do serious stuff. Yeah. John C. Riley is an actual actor. He I mean, gangs in New York, the river wild. Yeah. He's so a they, heavy hitter who can do him, comedy. They replaced him with John C. Riley, but they didn't tell him. Um, but John C. Riley is obviously still friends with Will Ferrell and told him himself, like, yeah, I'm doing this project. Uh, and Will Ferrell had to find out from the guy that replaced him that he was being fired, which is uh, extremely shitty. So if you're already having problems with uh, your relationship, uh, that was that was kind of the last straw. And Adam McKay this says cast is amazing. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. That Lakers show. I don't it, it, I looked it up. It looks like they have completed filming it. Um, but I haven't seen any footage from her when that's going to come out. Hopefully next year at some point. It says 2022. Yeah. I mean, if it's filmed already, so probably next summer. Um, but yeah, so Adam McKay said, we don't talk anymore. Like it was. Oh, Burnham is playing Larry Bird. <laughs> no, he's not. Yes, he, he dropped, is. He dropped out. Oh, Andy, how do you know all these things? Because uh, I remember seeing that. But. Yeah, the point is, they're not friends anymore. They don't talk, and that's really sad because I had held out hope that you know Adam McKay would, you know, come back and do some silly comedy. Um, I'm excited what he's doing now. Uh, I saw some. I think story I prefer about, what he's doing now, honestly. But I don't know. It'd be nice to get kind of a a hybrid of both. Well, you could, if you could do both, you know, every other one or something. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I mean this, like. I heard Leo does improv this whole scene or something that's like incredible. And it's like, yeah, that's good stuff. I like that. He's working with that. Cause like, I mean, we, we know how funny Leo can be, but he's not like, he usually does serious movies. So I think this is going to be, I'm really excited about this movie. It's gonna be great. I when he's yelling at those hippies um, holding his pitcher of margarita. Yeah. I can never get enough of that. So working with a, one of the better comedy directors, this could be gold, but uh, you know, I'd like, I'd like uh, the other guys too. not necessarily that movie, but something like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't sound like we're going to get it. So too bad. Yeah. All right. Well, we are going to get a Nick Cage movie. 
Yeah, so this is a a new project for Nick Cage. Although it sounds like it's not necessarily his project, it's not the star, but he's the name that everyone wants to, to talk about here. He's going to be playing a Dracula uh, in a in a Renfield movie. So Renfield is the like assistant to Dracula. Uh, Renfield will be played by Nicholas Holt, who uh, I'll talk about a little later. Uh, I enjoy him, but I also enjoy Nicholas Cage as well. So uh, <laughs> very curious about this movie. Because it can go a lot of different ways. When you're like, oh, Nicolas Cage is in this? What does that mean? Uh, we just don't know. It's going to be good. I'm still <laughs> waiting for the uh, unbearable weight of massive talent, which is uh, slotted for April 22nd of next year. That's quite a quite a ways away. I think it was April 22nd of this year, too. Yeah. So. But there's, uh, there's Nick Cage out there that you can enjoy right now. Pig is now on Hulu. Yes, I will talk about that. Oh, he watched it. Yes. So I've got Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt to talk about and what I'm watching. Oh, and now they're nice. teaming up for this movie. So Okay. Um, uh, last thing we have to get to before that, uh, the Jurassic World preview. Five minutes. Did you watch it? I did. It was uh, strange yet thrilling. It was. It is exciting. It's you know just a taste. It's like, yeah, I, I, I could live in the Jurassic World, uh, even if they do let these dinosaurs out. I think they would leave me alone. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't know what this movie is going to be. I don't know what the tone is, is going to be. Is it going to be so stupid that it's fun? Uh, I didn't like that last one, uh, but it's continuing. I mean, it, it seems it like it was a remake. Yeah. Well, and then it was a like bad horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it looks like this is coming right off of the that last one where the dinosaurs escaped the mansion. Yeah. Uh, but the first three minutes of this little trailer are all just like it's the old days of dinosaurs. Pretty good. And, uh, it was a little spooky. There's that like little T-Rex that tried to eat out of the mouth of that T-Rex. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh. Uh, dinosaurs so maybe we'll get some back and forth like an old world, new world of, you know, what I don't, they really I, yeah. like. And then these new ones. Yeah. But then that that what we get is this the T-Rex running through a drive through theater. And yeah. it's like, yeah, this is great stuff. Uh, if, a little bit goosebumpsy. Yeah. If, if the whole movie is just kind of like weird set pieces of dinosaurs fucking things up and people trying to get them like, yeah, You're this, could be, this could be good. Yeah. Um, like that definitely should have been Chris Pratt in that helicopter. But it mm-hmm. wasn't. But we'll see. So that doesn't come out till next June, I don't think so. Yeah, it's next summer. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash that works with your dog's current collar or harness. And if you plug in promo code. Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout. Pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. You need a new one. It's the one you have is filthy. So head to thecliplessleash.com, plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. You're going to thank us. All right, Andy. Are you ready? Yeah. How many do you have? Don't say 15. Five. I actually technically have four, but one of them. Is a two-parter. Okay. So you want to go and then I'll go? Sure. How about I, how about I take out two TV shows? Oh, perfect. Uh, so the first one, uh, The Great, coming back for season two on Hulu. 
Uh, this is the show that has Nicholas Holt, who I mentioned before, uh, as the um, the emperor who's uh, now lost his his job. Uh, I guess that's a, maybe a spoiler, but that's uh, that's the premise of season two here. Uh, Catherine the Great, the you know the person from the title here, uh, is now in Russia. charge. Yeah, it is a it is a comedy set in uh, 1700s Russia during when Catherine the Great takes over and it just uh, it's a ridiculous show like it is Nicholas Holt is the most vulgar character uh, in anything I've ever seen and it's completely played like straight for him like he doesn't even care because no one no one would tell him like no that's inappropriate to say just like just says whatever he wants and he's incredible in the show and I mean I I think I, I probably talked about it when I watched season one a year and a half ago but uh really interesting show that it's not the best show I've ever seen. Not the funniest show I've ever seen, but I'm, I'm glad it exists. Hulu news needs stuff. And, uh, I'm enjoying it so far through, I think I watched, uh, four episodes out of 10. So yeah, I never feel like you never see anything about Russia royalty, anything like that. It's always, yeah. you know, English. Well, it's, it's such a mess. And that's, what's like part of the funny part of it is like, uh, Catherine the Great is actually German. They just, you know, they have to marry people off to other royal families to try to make peace treaties and stuff. And it's like, it's very much the like European part of Russia. And like at that time, the Russian Empire had a lot of like European land. Um, but like, you know, modern day Russia is so much of Asia and stuff. And, uh, trying to keep their whole thing together while it's falling apart. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Uh, and then the other show, uh, I just watched one of the episodes. Two of them came out, but that is a uh, Disney Plus's Hawkeye, the next oh, Marvel show. Um, I'm really optimistic that this will be the the best one because it seems to be so much lower stakes than any of the other shows they've put out. Uh, it's it's about um, a college girl who is a skilled archer and martial artist, uh, played by uh, Haley Steinfeld. Uh, who uh, it's in New York city. She ends up, you know, getting caught up with some, a black market auction gone wrong. And now she's caught up with some criminal stuff and uh, it's during set during Christmas. So that's cool. New York during Christmas time. Uh, and somehow uh, the Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner gets caught up in it, in it as well. Uh, but it just looks like a small, like kind of organized crime, little thing, six episode, series that'll be wrapped up by christmas time mm-hmm. uh so i'm i'm optimistic uh i just watched the one episode so far but uh hopefully i have more to say and it's good not bad because i'd say yeah. the other the other marvel shows also started off promising and then kind of went downhill all right well you ready for uh my two-parter yes so i'll have to do them at the same time i watched and finished so last week i finished the Godfather on Showtime, and these all leave today. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, as you're listening, so I watched the first one last week. This week, I got through part two, and uh, I have about 17 minutes left of part three. I did it. I, I've never seen part three. Uh, I didn't even know it was on there, and then I was just scrolling around. I think I don't know the other day, and it's like, yo, you have the third one still to watch. Like, Holy shit! So the second one, just absolutely phenomenal. Um, very exciting all the way through because people are trying to kill uh, Michael Corleone. 
Well, you also and have a connection to that area. You've been to Tahoe. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's uh, Lake Tahoe in the, well, as they're filming this, the 70s, but they made it look like it was, uh, I believe, like the end of the 50s in that one. Yeah, I think it's right. Um, also, he's got to give some respect to John Cazale. And actually, a movie mm-hmm. I watched, I don't remember what, it could have been a TV show, gave him kudos for the movie The Conversation. So this guy, I think I've talked about this before, and this is a complete aside right here. He is in six movies, and I believe all of them nominated for Best Picture, and then he passed away at age 42. Um, so arguably the best film career of all time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, the second one is just so awesome. first one's phenomenal, too. Um, I do love Bruno Kirby in this, and uh, he passed away more recently actually but um the cast is just terrific and uh yeah i mean if you haven't seen it you have to watch it if you have seen it these are the kind of movies like i hadn't seen these in probably eight years something like that and so it's it was time for me to go back you forget things and all that kind of stuff because they're so long uh de niro is just great as vito corleone uh so I followed that up with, and like I said, I have 17 or so minutes left, The Godfather Part 3. And uh, this one, so I kind of teased it in the sports podcast, has Andy Garcia and uh, Sophia Coppola, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, playing Mary Corleone. They're cousins. So Vincent, uh, Andy Garcia's character, is Sonny's son. And uh, Mary is obviously uh, Al Pacino's daughter. And uh, they talk about how they like fooled around when she was eight and he was 15. Keep in mind, this is 1979 that it's supposed to be. Um, But they continue to fool around. They're cousins. They're aware of this. They call each other cousin all the time. And uh, so I had to look this up because at first it's like, what the fuck? Like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And uh, so I looked it up online and uh, it turns out in Southern Italy, cousin marriage was a common practice with uh, within regions such as Calabria and Sicily, where first cousin marriages in the previous century was close to 50% of all marriages. Mm, wow. Cousin marriage to a third cousin is allowed and considered favorably in Greece, according to this page I'm reading here uh, off the web. Pretty sure it's allowed here, too. It just sounds weird. Um, Third cousins, I don't understand that. I can't go into the depths of that, but nonetheless, cousins of cousins just seems weird. You've probably never met a third cousin. I don't think I have. I don't know. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, But this was just very bizarre. And I guess, you know, it was a period piece. And back then it wasn't that bizarre. So I don't know why. Have you not heard of uh, Rudy Rudy Giuliani? I've heard of him. Yeah, he married his cousin. You've not heard that story before? I don't know. I don't know what level of cousin, but that's I've heard that before. So, I mean, he's he's Italian. So there you go. Interesting. It's very bizarre. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a weird choice, especially when it's your daughter that's in your movie, and you're, that's what you want to tell the story of. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the third one obviously is not as good. This one's more kind of like a play, but there are still some great moments in it. It's just not as good as the other two, which I mean, 
how can it continue it like this movie was made in 1990 i don't know to continue that would be just kind of unreal it still comes in at a 60 which is better than most movies uh on the meta score uh completely worth watching joe montaigne and uh, yeah i will probably finish the 15 minutes or so uh after this pod otherwise uh I won't be able to finish it. I don't know. It's gone tomorrow. All right, Andy, what else you got? Uh, I've got a, a TV movie here, I, I guess oh, in a boy. way, uh, or a streaming movie, but uh, Psych Three. So this is the television series Psych. Oh, they've now done very excited about. This, they've now you? done three movies. Uh, so this is the third one. Came out uh, a couple weeks back. Psych Three. This is Gus. That is the the title here. Uh, and I'm, I'm very happy with what they're doing here. Just. You know, every so often they make a, uh, I don't know, hour, hour and 20 minute long episode, basically just a little extra length uh, episode of the show. And it's, you get to revisit the characters and, you know, have fun. And it's just, it's, it's fun watching them do it because it's like, you could tell they're having more fun than like you're actually having watching it, but that enhances the experience. Yeah. We're just like, oh, they feed off of their fun. I mean, I mean, they're all doing other things, other shows and stuff. And it's like, oh, they come back and they do a a dumb movie for, I don't know, a month to work or something. And it's over. And uh, then it goes on to Peacock. and Good stuff. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. So I'm I'm, that's one kind of benefit of the new landscape we have is stuff like this is more possible. Yeah. Um, As well as Magic Magic Mike's Last Dance. Yeah, we know you're enthused about that. All right, you ready for my uh, third one? Okay. I watched something everyone's heard of, but for the first time in color for myself, uh, It's a Wonderful Life on Amazon Prime, a wonderful Christmas film. Uh, I've only seen this in black and white, as I imagine most people. Have you seen this in color? I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, it's crazy. And we turned it on, we're like, ah, this is probably going to look really stupid. No, you would never know that it was a black and white originally. It's remarkable. That's so weird. Yeah. I... So once you get past like your in your head of like, you know, this scene looks like it's supposed to be in black and white. You just forget about it and you're over it and it's it's color. It's crazy because so much of that movie is just like being outside with the snow falling and there's still yeah, on the ground. Exactly. It's like it's perfect for black and white. Uh, but, right. So, yeah, that's, I mean, it's on Amazon. It is on Amazon. I don't know how long it'll be on Amazon Prime, but yeah. we watched that over the weekend. I should check it out just to see what it looks like. I'm yeah, curious, I yeah. watch. I try to watch that every season. It's a good one. Yeah. It's also fun to do James Stewart's voice. <laughs> oh, Mary. Like, how does he do that? And I like how, like, you know, 100 years from now, that will 100% be the record. Like, this is exactly what everyone talked like in the 40s. Like, it's just yeah. 100%. Yeah. Say. <laughs> uh does Amazon have a like Christmas section in their they app? Do. I think everyone does. I, I like that. I look on I actually HBO got an and... update from them just today saying that's uh, oh, gone. But there was like holiday movies. Yeah, like HBO. Yeah, I mean, they had, yeah, there. under categories, they had a haunted or a Halloween one, too. I mean, uh, HBO had uh, all the Friends Thanksgiving episodes in like one little area to watch them. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool if that's what you're into. But mm hmm. So I like that stuff that they're curating that. So, so yeah, they still um, have it. It doesn't say on here when it will be leaving. So I imagine it's not leaving today. Yeah. I also enjoy, I always go on old movies and look at, I find like the oldest guy and see when he was born on IMDb. 
Henry Travers, his uh, his angel. He was born in like 1874. Yeah, I was going to say. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem real. Like, that's all fake. Like, none of it actually happened. So, yeah, check that out in, in color for probably your first time. Yeah, it's still weird. What's your next one, Andy? Uh, I went to the movie theaters and I was oh. successful. Uh, you tr- you referenced it early. I did see House of Gucci. How early did you uh, reserve your seat? Uh, I think I saw it Friday afternoon and we got them on Thursday and it yeah. was sold out. It was almost sold out when we got them. Uh, the theater, well, yeah, it was packed, like the entire complex. I think a lot of people want to see that uh, Encanto, big family movie that came out. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was that like, one littered with people. I mean, that was the number one movie at the box house. I'm pretty sure. Whoa. Uh, big Disney movie uh, from the people who made Disney movies. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was the, the theater was, was packed and this was a sold out showing of this. And um, I think one of the reasons you probably uh, couldn't see it is because there weren't that many showings because it's a long movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it makes it harder to stuff them in there. Yeah, there's really only like three or four to choose from. Because yeah. we're not going to go to a nine o'clock one. We're not 17 years old anymore. <laughs> Two hour, I, 45 could, minute movie by the time the trailers are over. Forget I, it. Well, I'd say this would be a hard movie to uh, fall asleep to. It is, uh, there's always things going on. So uh, very enjoyable. Uh, it's really about seeing actors, you know, be like big and loud and everything. Um, I mean, Lady Gaga is like, one of the best showmen, I guess. She's she's her whole thing is to wear crazy costumes. That's kind of outshines her music in a way. I mean, I don't really care anything about her music, but everyone knows about like her wearing the meat suit and stuff like that. So, in uh, a movie like this, it seems to be the perfect thing for her to be in. Uh, and then obviously Jared Leto with the bald head and being fat and wearing crazy outfits. It's like insane. It doesn't really make sense and. Uh, I know specifically like his, that character's daughter was like really upset. Like, Hey, you made my father a, a total joke. It's like, yep, but it was fun. So got to deal with it. Uh, then of course, Al Pacino and Al Pacino. I don't know if he was wearing a fat suit or he's just like, doesn't care. Maybe <laughs> hopefully he doesn't care. He's just, yeah, I'm going to do this movie. I'm going to go to Italy. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah, it's gonna be He's awesome. always in Italy. Yeah, Every episode of the Godfather. He's in Italy. This is going to be great. I'm going to do it. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I did think that uh, should this have been a series, there's a lot of story to tell. And in the last 20 minutes of it, they get through a lot that it's like I, you could have done a whole episode on like one section of the story. And it's like uh, they had to put in a lot. It's still a very long movie, but they uh, and it could have been longer. <laughs> I, I do wonder if there's going to be like a director's cut where they do. Uh, space Six some of that stuff out, yeah. But it's just it's 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 a movie where you get to watch famous people, good actors, act and do stuff. Like I didn't even mention Adam Driver, but like Adam Driver's the normal one in this movie, and hmm. he's just he's himself. He's just always fun to watch, and like I said, he's the normal one, and we've all seen him. He's just kind of a an out there guy. So yeah, I definitely want to see it. And it's also funny. It's the third, the third fashion-related movie I've seen in like the last thirty days. 
I saw I saw Last Night in Soho and Cruella and then this movie. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't care at all about this stuff. But you're going to you rewatch know. the Phantom Thread, aren't you? Yeah. But it's definitely worth uh, it's definitely worth seeing. And it seems like yeah. America thought that as well. When I get a chance, I'll watch it, I'm sure. All right. You ready for my next one? My last one? Yeah. I've watched on Showtime Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. Oh, I love Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah. Snatch, absolutely love it. It's fun to quote. Um, Man from Uncle. I don't think I ever got into Rock and Rolla, which is hard to believe because isn't that Gerard Butler? And then Lockstock. I've never seen that one. Yeah. Barrels. I think Tom uh, Hardy's in it too. Or yeah, so this cast too is exceptional. It's Jeremy Strong, Charlie Hunnam, Matthew McConaughey, Colin Farrell, uh, Harry Goulding of uh, Crazy Rich Asians fame, and then... Oh, fan favorite. Hugh Grant tearing yeah. it up in this one. And uh, it's Guy Ritchie. So he prefers that everyone really embellishes on their British accent. So you're going to want to watch it with subtitles. We didn't. Uh, but just because it's English, but it's not like it's English squared, basically. If that makes sense. Uh, almost pikey, actually, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, but. Very entertaining, kind of a caper. Um, it's a must watch. I said it. If you, it's also very well dressed. Everyone is the gentleman, so they're always wearing d- nice different blazers or uh, suits and whatnot. Uh, makes you wonder. It's like, how do you store all that stuff? But I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's hour fifty three, and uh, there is. Uh, blood it's you know people get shot but it's funny so they're in britain so everyone's trying to be a badass and they pull out a knife because where the hell are you gonna get a gun yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it's fun yeah and, uh, mcconaughey might be like the worst part of it or the least interesting part of it like yeah like it's the other side characters that are really hugh McConaughey. grant is exceptional in it yeah he's so great and I love when Colin Farrell just goes for it. I mean, he's that's a small role from what I remember, but yeah, he's not in a whole lot of it. Yeah. But you can tell a guy Richie just likes to have boxing in his movies. Yeah, I don't think there was any boxing in The Wrath of Man, which was uh, his movie this year, which was so different. Like I, I enjoyed it, but it is not that kind of movie. Hmm. Yeah, I'm like, waiting for that to come to Showtime or somewhere. Yeah. All right, ready for my last one here. Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, Pig, which just came oh, to Hulu. Oh, he did it. Uh, I've been wanting to watch this movie for a while, and um, I expected it to come to Hulu because it's some, I forgot what, Neon. Neon's the distributor. All their stuff comes to Hulu. They're kind of like an indie thing, similar to A24, just they don't make as many uh, things. But yeah, so I saw this. Oh, I'm watching this right away. Came this, uh, this last week. Uh, I think it's the best movie I've seen this year. It is... Mm. So good, so not what I expected. Uh, I think when the premise is that he's a, a truffle farmer and his truffle pig gets stolen and he has to, you know, go try to find it. A lot of comparisons to John Wick with this premise. And you're like, okay, uh-huh. uh, it is not that at all. It is okay. not him like going on a rampage, beating um, ass. Yeah, and that's what I think some people thought it was going to be. It's like, oh, Nicholas Cage is going to be crazy, and it's like, no, it, he's. Why just couldn't you just put the bunny back in the box? 
Yeah, just substitute a pig for that. Um, but it is not that. It is a very reserved performance from him. Uh, and it's just a really well done script where it's like it, it reveals a little more about his character and then also um, his, I guess you'd say his business partner, the person he sells the truffles to is uh, played by Alex Wolf of like Hereditary. It was like young, young guy playing He's a young guy trying to make it in that in that industry uh, in food supplying. Did they uh, explain what the hell truffles are? I mean, they're they're mushrooms. They're just really good mushrooms. So I thought it was pig shit for a little while. No, um, the pigs are able to smell it out. I don't know how the whole thing works. Why wouldn't they just eat it then? You go with the pig, and then they find they, they eat it. You just, you dig it up. They're in the yeah. ground, and you dig them out and like find them. Interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it it's not completely straightforward. It could be have some weird, absurdist stuff, but it's not. It's not Nicolas Cage like screaming or anything. Uh, it's just really well. He's done. not trying to drink himself to death and yell a nurse at a waitress. No, but he's definitely not a uh, mentally healthy person. I'd say it's, it's it, that's what it's really about is his struggling. Like who would, who wants to live in a cabin by yourself with only a pig? Uh, but that's that's what his life is. Um, but yeah, just, it's it's really good. I hope some people won't find it boring because it's not, you know, crazy action or anything. It's only an hour and a half, too. Yeah, it's not I, like it's a three-hour movie. I think that was a good choice. Uh, there's just some, like, there's really great moments. We're just like, it's just a conversation and it's just, a, there's not even like a lot of dialogue and it's, Let's see actors perform. It's like, oh, this is really impressive. Especially this was this was this person's first movie. Hmm. Uh, let me look at the name. Got to give credit. Michael Saranowski. There you go. You got it. Uh, not made a movie before. That's really impressive. You should watch it if it's on. You have Hulu. Yeah, the second I saw, I saw it pop up as a dollar rental, so I was like, ooh, this is going somewhere. Then I had my eyes open, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely get around to watching this. It's Nick Cage. Yeah. And, but it's different. But it's also, it's like, remember, oh, Nick Cage is really good. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. have to be insane to still be really good. So, All right. Anything else to add? Uh, no, that, that's it. All righty. Well, I think that's a good note to go out on. Watch Pig and the Gentleman. And you've been listening to episode 248 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean. And joined with me, we had Off-Roads Hunting for Truffles Andy. You know, I've never even had one, I don't think. I don't think I have either. Truffles on, like, mac and cheese, but I don't think that's a mushroom. All right, we'll see you later.